Well, in this class, we've been going over uh, different aspects of, of renewing uh, your spiritual life, uh, going off this book uh, that I've been trying to, to use as a, somewhat of a guide uh, going through this. It's a study going through the book of Deuteronomy. Um, it's, it's not a, a textual study you know, to where we're going verse by verse or even chapter by chapter. Sometimes we'll skip around a little bit uh, to, to learn different aspects. Um, but we've already talked about uh, uh, five different uh, things. First of all was the love, renewing our love, our trust, our values, our commitment, and uh, family was last week. Uh, now this week, we're going to get into something a little differently, um, but it, it's renewing our gratitude. <clears throat> and to go along with this, uh, first of all, I want to ask a question, uh, which many of you are probably very familiar with, a particular uh, disease that that. Uh, has plagued many people uh, and, and wanted to see, uh, you know, I wanted to try to get somebody to tell me what it is. It's uh, Alzheimer's. I might not be pronouncing that right. I don't know if I ever pronounce these things right, to be honest. But what is that? What, what is it? It really is. It really is. Um, my grandfather uh, suffered with that for many Many years, honestly, and uh, and you know, seeing the progression of that, and and that's actually what I was going to get into is that it is a progressive uh, disease that that does affect the memory uh, and other mental functions of the brain, as far as you know, being able to communicate. Because later on in life, uh, they they tend to get to where they can't even really communicate uh, in that sort of thing. Uh, I bring that up because sometimes we can get that way in our spiritual life. We can have what what you might want to call a spiritual Alzheimer's. Because what can can happen is that we start to forget uh, uh, how how much God has blessed us. And come on in. Come on in, (laughs) Grip. But we can forget a lot of times on, on what all has been done for us and the, the different aspects there. And to go along with this, we're going to look at Deuteronomy, as I was making mention of earlier, uh, starting in verse, well, we're going to go through, uh, or we're going to look at a couple of different chapters in Deuteronomy, mainly in verse, or in chapter 8, though. So, Remember, the book of Deuteronomy is a book uh, where the children of Israel had been, uh, let's just back up a little bit, when they were, uh, came out of Egyptian captivity, uh, they came up to the promised land. Ultimately, uh, the children of Israel uh, rejected the fact that God was going to be with them and overtake the promised land, so God put them into a wandering for 40 years. 
So you had the 40 years of wandering where that generation had passed away, and now you have a new generation coming up. Um, And the book of Deuteronomy here is Moses basically having uh, different segments of of the book laid out for different uh, uh, sermons, I guess you can say, as far as what Moses was presenting to this new generation of Israelites before they go in and overtake the, and take over the land uh, you're, to possess it for them. And here, uh, what we're going to look at today is Moses basically trying to get them to remember and not have this this spiritual Alzheimer's, remember, you know, forgetting of what God has done for them and the fact that they're about to go into this land that they have, as the scripture will point out in a little bit, they'll, they'll have wells that they did not dig. They'll have uh, vineyards that they didn't plant. They'll have houses filled with things that they did not fill. And here they're going to come into this wandering in the wilderness for 40 years to where, man, they're eating manna. Uh, you're, they have water provided out of a, of a flinty rock. Uh, and, and just really hardships, in a sense. So you can almost look at it as someone going from, from baseline poverty into multiple riches. You know, and so uh, Moses is pointing these things out and trying to get them to remember how good God has been to them. And they're gonna point, he's going to point out a few things that's happened throughout the 40-year the wanderings, uh, but I, didn't, I don't want to get too far into that or else we're going to... Uh, get too far into our lesson. But to begin with, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 6, and starting in verse 10. Yes, sir. <clears throat> All right, this is kind of, I, once again, I got too far ahead of myself. I, but that's pretty much what we was talking about <clears throat> just a few minutes ago. But before we have too much of a discussion on this, let's go down to uh, chapter 8 starting in verse 11. Now, this is a little bit more of a lengthy reading, uh, going from 11 through 17. All right. So, in these two passages, thank you, by the way, Jeff. I know that was a lengthy read. But in these two passages, what is uh, Moses pointing out? What are some of the aspects that we have going on here? All right. So, as we've been making mention, it's they're going from next to nothing. You know, ultimately going from relying on God for everything. They've relied on God for the food, the manna that they were given, because God sent down the manna from heaven each and every day, uh, except for uh, the Sabbath. But regardless. He, he provided food for them. He provided uh, uh, water for them. He made sure that their sandals didn't wear out. He made sure that their foot didn't grow, in a sense, so that the sandals would still fit. Uh, he provided for them, and they were totally depending on them, on him for everything. And so ultimately what they're getting at, or what, they're, what he's trying to make them realize, is that don't forget that you're still... You still need me. You still need your God. Don't go into this land 
and forget all these things because God is still providing. And as in uh, that last verse there in verse 17, it says, Then you say in your heart, my power and my might, of, in the might of my hand, have gained this wealth for me. And that's what he's referring to there. When, when, he's, when you get into this land and you see all these things, and you're like, oh, man, look at what we did. Man, we got in here and we, we beat all these people, and, and now we, we have uh, this mighty land you know, that, that we, we took over, you know, not that God provided for us, that God put this land out. Yes, Miss Chris. Verse 18. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, and he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Absolutely. And that's what he's getting at, though. He's, he, you need to continue to remember this, because if you don't, then, then you're going to end up, well, we're not going to get into 19 and 20 because that's going to be at the end. Yes, ma'am. Right. As far as the terminal illness, unless God made them terminally ill, also with the serpents, uh, but he provided a way for them to, to take that pain away. You know, all they had to do is go out and look. <clears throat> but, um, and you brought, you roll right into my next aspect of this is how is this applying to us today? You know, it's, it's important to look at this and to look at what Moses is presenting to the children of Israel here, to this new generation, but how is this applying to us today? As Tony had already started in, what are some other aspects that we can look at today and, and remember? Jamie? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It might even, you know, we might even remember it long enough to thank him, but then as things continue to stay good, we might tend to forget once again. One of the things that the that the book kind of pointed out as well when we're talking about you know, uh, going into to wealth, and uh, it says wealth leads to pride, pride to ingratitude, and gratitude to spiritual death, and that's one of the things that that trying to be pointed out here is that as we go and we continue to to be blessed regardless of how big or small that blessing might mean to us we can oftentimes continue to uh, we can think that it's us that might be doing it you know we uh, <clears throat> we might look at us and say oh you know or you, when we look at ourselves we might look at our life and look at the things that God has blessed us with and think, oh, you know, it's the hard work that we've put in. You know, it's the, the, the my efforts at, at my job has, you know, provided my boss to see that, you know, I need to be promoted and then, you know, get this raise and, and get this and do that and forget that it's God that's doing that for us and not we ourselves. And that's... Uh, what I what I liked about the way that the book had provided that, or had 
worded that as far as wealth leads to pride, pride to ingratitude, and ingratitude to spiritual death. Uh, another thing that, that it had made mention of is how that sometimes God's blessings can become a curse uh, if it's taken for granted for, and that's leading along the same lines as what I just spoke about. You know, if we're taking, taking the blessings that God gives us uh, for granted, then we're not giving him the, the thankfulness is what you uh, had made mention of. And, and in return, forgetting where that's coming from. Um, but keeping in mind that wealth is not uh, evil in itself, uh, but it does provide many temptations that are associated with it. Um, the real issue uh, is more so the attitude or the gratitude is what we're referencing today, the thankfulness, the remembering of God in all the things that we have. So with this, we want to look at how we can prevent it. Um, yes, it can be, you know, it can happen. We can be uh, in, you know, and grateful for the things that God has done for us. Uh, but how can we prevent this from happening? Well, let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 2 through 5. Or, I'm sorry, 2 through 4. So, just as the Israelites uh, needed to remember that they relied on the Lord for everything, so do we. All right, let's flip over to James uh, chapter 1 and verse 17. And here we have James reminding us of uh, where everything comes from. All right. So every good gift, never perfect gift, came from where? From God. Reminding us that, you know, even no matter how we might think about it, no matter how bad or how much we might think that it was us that had done it, ultimately it was God who provided for us. Let's go to uh, Luke chapter 12 and verse 15. So keeping in mind <clears throat> that uh, you know, these are things that to, to help us prevent it, so we need to remember that we need to rely on the Lord as what uh, Deuteronomy 8, 2 through 4 had pointed out, how that he had provided for, for them just as he provides for us today. And James points out that all, everything we have or every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. Luke chapter 12 and verse 15. So, and... Just a little backstory here. This is uh, someone had basically called out to, to Jesus as he was <clears throat> teaching. And he says, Teacher, tell my brother to divide uh, the inheritance with me. And that's in verse 13 of that same chapter. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, it, it's amazing to me sometimes on how much uh, people can can getting arguments over inheritances. But, uh, but here we have 
someone, we don't know who it is, but someone calling out to Jesus and saying, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. And uh, basically his answer comes out in verse 15 where he says, why? You know, yeah, this life does not, does not have anything to do with how much you can get, uh, you know, the possessions of this life, but yet it's more so uh, on the things that he does. Because, or, the, well, the way he looks at life, the way that he, he uh, uh, looks towards God. Because then in the uh, verses 16 through uh, 21, he talks of the parable of the uh, rich man that yielded plentiful and, and decided to go in to build new barns and and uh, and that he'll be able to take ease because all these things that he's got now, you know, the, he's now become rich in a sense. And so now he's like, oh, well, let's just set them up and put them up and we'll We'll live off of them for the rest of this life. And, and at the end of the parable, it was just, well, your life is now over. Now who's these things? Whose are these things? So we need not to get caught up in all the things of this life, of all the abundances, all the blessings uh, is what we've been talking about, but yet to focus more on God and what he, in his word. It, which leads us to Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4, which we kind of go full circle in a sense uh, from Deuteronomy because now we have Jesus quoting from the book of Deuteronomy. Now this is uh, when Satan goes out and is tempting Jesus uh, by different uh, cares of the world. Remember he's been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. And here uh, Satan comes to Jesus and says, uh, if you are the son of, son of God, command these stones to become bread. And so what does verse 4 say? All right. Remember, this was in Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 3 uh, where Jesus is quoting from, uh, which we just read at the beginning of how to how we can prevent uh, forgetting of, of where these things come from, which I thought fit really well here because here we're talking about you know where everything comes from, how we shouldn't be caught up in all the different possessions of this life, but yet to focus on uh, on the words. Of God, so this is just a minor list of things of, of ways to prevent it. How we can uh, focus on God, uh, not get caught up so much in the things that we have, but yet the things that we do have to remember that it is from God that we have them. Any thoughts or comments as we? It shows how much or how, how important it is for daily Bible study. Because, uh, as the gentleman beside just said, we don't really know what's going to pre- 
prevent itself in that day or present itself in that day. You know, we might get, get strung up on some major struggle that day. We might have something serious happen in our life that day. And if we don't have our minds or focus on God and his word, then it's going to be tough to get through it. Tony, I think I saw your hand. Well, we've got a few minutes left. So back in Deuteronomy chapter 8, as I said, we were going to save verses 19 and, through, 19 and 20 to the last. What would happen to the Israelite people if they had failed as far as uh, what was talked about here, if they did not remember uh, the Lord, the Lord their God, uh, as far as uh, who who had given them these things. Let's read verses nineteen and twenty and find out what they say here. All right. So if you don't obey, if you don't follow the commandments, if you don't remember that it was me that that gave you these things. Just as you are driving out the people in the land that you're going and possessed, so will I do to you. Ultimately, the, the, I guess you can say the punishment of these things would be. For us today, how does that apply? To go along with, with what you're saying there, at the end of the life, if we don't hold true, if we don't continue to, to focus on God's word and, and give him the, uh, our gratitude, I guess you can say, our thankfulness, and being um, reminded of, of the fact that he is with us, that he has given us everything. Um, but if we lose sight of that, if we continue to, to put ourselves up, to give her or the, the blessings as a curse and, and put ourselves up into pride and, and ingratitude and go on into spiritual death, then after we pass away from this life, we will also be put away into everlasting destruction. Um, and that's what I was ultimately... Uh, trying to get at towards the end of the class here was trying to to realize that yes in in the children of Israel standpoint if they was to fail and and not do the commands that that God had commanded them yet they will be put out of the land just as they're putting out the land the, the people that are in the land that they're going in to possess so will we if we fail then at the end we will have uh, everlasting destruction as well. Any other thoughts or comments? Our time is really up. I'm sure there are people out there. Yes. Uh, absolutely. I, I, I agree with you 100% that many times I think that the struggles we are in throughout life helps us grow because it's, as Tony had made mention just a minute ago, in the fact that if they weren't hungry, they wouldn't have being able to be humble to be able to rely on God to give them the food, just as when we go through struggles, same aspect. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's, 
not always, it's always easier looking in from the other side. And so, but I've got to wrap it up. I'm sure that there's kids out there waiting to come in, and Jeremy's itching to get up there and speak. So, <laughs> thank you for your comments and attention.